Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, January 23, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have some interesting developments, needless to say, on the docket today. We had two nice size up days. Friday being day number one, today, Monday being day number two. Now, where they closed, and this is where we'll start today, what's jumping off the page on the daily chart at me? Well, A number one is they've recaptured, Friday they closed on top of it, but now today they've recaptured the last moving average in the sequence. So from a short-term perspective, the uptrend continues. It gets stronger above all the moving averages for sure. But right above that, we have something else that's actually more important to me. We have a former high right before a pullback. So let's get into this a little bit. So first, the market runs up and it has maybe a three-day pullback, two, two two-and-a-half day, three-day, whatever it is. Doesn't matter the length of time as much as it matters what happened on the chart. Market runs up, little bit of a pullback, and another rally to make a new high. Now... We can call that an ABC pattern. A leg up, B leg is pullback, C leg is up. Completes officially above the high of the A leg. Now, that happened, that's off the table, it's complete. But wait, there's more. And yes, I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you that are in the bear case are thinking, well, wait a minute, we have an A leg down, a B leg still up, not necessarily complete yet. That doesn't mean we don't have from some other location, whether it's today or higher, another C-leg down. That is certainly still on the table. You have multiple things happening on a shorter-term basis than on a longer-term basis. Everything begins from a short-term basis and morphs from there. And what you read on a longer-term basis isn't necessarily what's developing at present from a short-term basis. That's why we like to look at a wide spectrum of charts. Now, let's look at something else. So the former high is 423. It's still from last week, but yet it's a former high. Now, they closed above it at the 4 p.m. close today above 400.23, 452. You can see where the market is in the aftermarket session or the after-hour session. They're still running a test. The bottom line that I want to point out is it's too close for comfort, meaning we're going to look at it and say the market pretty much closed on top of the former high. Now, is that meaningful? Is it not meaningful? Officially, they closed above it. They didn't close above it by a dollar or two or three, which really sets in motion the next leg higher. They closed above it by a few pennies. They can certainly get right back below tomorrow, or they can keep going. We don't know, but this is how I am reading the charts from a larger concept perspective. Speaking of different perspective or larger picture perspective, here's the weekly chart. Now, she's breaking above this trend line that's been tested. If you connect point one and point two, This trend line is certainly something the market is respecting. It's not my trend line. It's not somebody else's trend line. It's the market's trend line that she's been respecting. And if she breaks above, it's going to give us 
another piece of information that's very important. So it's much more important than the daily high that we just talked about, just over the big fat round number of 400. This is a weekly trend line that if, and this is an if because it's Monday, if she closes the week above the trend line and then confirmation, for example, of another week, maybe comes back to run a test from on top of it, a run a test of the trend line. We've seen this before. This is what I'm talking about in concept. Let's say the market breaks above. She keeps going this week. It's a bullish week. And then at some point, they come back to run a test of the trend line. That will become support until it's broken again on the downside. But right now, she's only temporarily above the trend line intra-week. Still, since it's been developed, has yet to close a week above the trend line. Is this the first week? It's possible, we don't know, but this is one of the things that we have to watch for later in the week or as the week develops. Now, let's talk about something else, and this is in the if camp. If the market keeps going, what is that number, that important number, that could be, would be, maybe the next bigger time destination? Well, I pulled out the trusty calculator. I used some other things on the chart. I did it a few different ways, and I came up with a zone. So when I do it a few different ways, if the numbers come out close to the same by using a different methodology, for example, if I use methodology number one and I come out with the number four, and I use methodology number two and I come out with the number 4.2, I know that somewhere in 4 to 4.2 in that zone is probably an important thing, an important area, because I used two different formats to come up, and I came up with the same thing. Now, the first number I came up with was 407.19 to be exact. Now, do they go to 419 exactly? Could it be 407.15, 407.25? Well, it could be anything in that area. This is the number that came out of the thing. We'll call it a magnetic number, but they'd have to get over certain things to get there. But yet again, it's still going to be considered a magnetic number if they continue pushing up. As long as they stay above that 400.23 number, I'm not going to say that's activated yet. That's $7 away, give or take, in the SPY, but it begins to be activated. The other number that came out was... 408.28, it makes a narrow zone, but I wanted to put it up on the chart so you see it. Now, that also begins to get close to another breakdown candle high. That's over 410, but this is the area slash zone that came out currently. Might want to put that on a sticky note. Now, if they get back below 400.23, daily close below and so forth, then that's going to put a hold on slash take the higher stuff off the table until they're above that number. There's other stuff in between, like I just mentioned. 402 is one number in between. They got there today, and you'll see that inside the numbers in the commentary. Speaking of which, here are the early thoughts at zero dark 30 in terms of inside the numbers in the commentary. And the overnight activity was they were working on a bull flag overnight setting up for another push higher. We had an early pivot on the board. Above 396.50 on candle closes, 
opens the door for another leg higher and starts to put a run toward the big fat round number of 400. We just talked about that agnosium a little bit higher on the table. There was a pullback case. There wasn't much of a pullback early on. But nevertheless, there are the early notes. Now, as long as she's above the pivot, there's another leg higher. The door's open for 397.75 to 398. Now, here's where we'll veer off a little bit, and I'll do some ad-libbing. I'm going to scroll up, and you can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. I'm going to give you the scenario of what happened. Here's a 30-minute chart. Now, what I did today was take a short trade, and that's what you'll find in the notes, and that's what we discussed in the room, in the live room. Remember, I'm still running the live room this week. So I did it based on this. Here's an area the market spent a lot of time in and fell apart. Here's an area that the market ran up to and came back down. So my concept was, as the market's running up into that area, and forget about the stuff over on the right, right of the vertical is today's activity, right of the first candle of the day is the runaway. And here's a 15-minute chart, just half the one we were just looking at. So you can see what happened. My short area, the market stalled there for a little while, and then it ran away, had to cover the short. It was a shit burger. Obviously, it's part of how the trading business works. I don't like it any more than anybody else does. There was the pivot down at 396. So certainly, there were some traders that rode the thing up north, took a long trade that hopped on for the ride up to 397.75, up to 398.15. However, I was a willing shorter of the market up there, figuring they're going to pull back and not run away on the Monday morning, all that stuff, for the reasons I described. And that ended up to be wrong. Pause the video, read the notes. It's all in here. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. I still use it as a learning experience. I use it to learn from what was the mistake, what can I look for next time that may be different, what did I miss in the analysis. And you'll see in here the run-up to 402. When the market changed, you change along with the market. When it wasn't doing the thing I expected it to do, you have to flip around and say, all right, what is she doing? And therefore, the door was open for 402. She got to 402. It's all in here. And if she got above 402, there was another number. Below 402, the door opens for 400. 399 is another area of support you see here. These are the notes later on. And there's your afternoon 399 support when they got below 400 to make a run by the end of the day to get back above the former high. They do that kind of stuff all the time. They have a little bit of an afternoon shimmy down to shake out some of the late longcomers. And then they go right back up to put on a very positive face at the closing bell. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. What about stocks on the move? There's only three on the board today. Tomorrow, there'll be a lot more. And from this point forward into earnings season, they're going to come fast and furious. Monday, it was a little light. They should pick up as the week goes on. So one out of the three hit its entry objective. Remember, the market took off early. It was bullish at the open, so not a lot of stuff was moving around in the pre-market. It was a floater Monday morning in the pre-market and even beyond. But PayPal did hit its number. The entry objective was 77.32, and the second entry, this is a zone, 76.44. 
And there is your haircut at the opening bell, 77-32. They never got to the second entry, so they came up short, so the zone was real tight anyway. They turned around, went right back up in the other direction on a nice rocket ride, and you can see here, by 11.25 in the morning, they're at a high of 79.72. Nice rip on PayPal. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Just a little bit of a different position on the chart. They've yet to eclipse the former high made last week. That's not necessarily a terrible thing just yet because they're above all the moving averages. What they are actually doing from a bigger picture perspective is they're once again challenging and they've just come right back up since being here last week. They've come up to challenge these former highs. Are they coming right back up to fail or are they coming right back up to break through? 189.50, give or take, is your spot. Here's the high of 189.24. Here's a spot of 189.56. So above 189.56, it's going to open the door for another leg higher. Here's another pivot high here, 189.86. So we'll just call it 190 opens the door for another leg higher. If you want to play around with trend lines, you can see here on the weekly chart, if you take the highest point on the top, and the next pivot, this one would be too steep. These down here would make it too steep. It's not meaningful today. This is meaningful. They tested it. They fell away. Then they broke above. And this is already a couple of weeks ago. This already happened. But you can see here that comfortably above this trend line, it's not really in play anymore. It's just a trend line that did have value at some point. They're just eating time off the clock on this weekly chart around those former highs that we just discussed. It's looking at the same thing on a different chart, but also seeing that they've stayed above the 50-week moving average. So that's another piece of information in the bull camp. If the market shot up, the IWM in particular shot up, where would it be going if it got above 190? What's the next major area? It's not that far away, yet it's still a nice little rally for camp IWM people, around 195 would be the next area of, as we say, in the trading parlance, overhead resistance. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Challenging the high from last week, haven't yet eclipsed it. I'm not sure we're going to read too much into that, the fact that the transports and IWM haven't eclipsed last week's high just yet. However, I am putting it on a temporary, in-pencil, sticky note. The main reason why it's not as important as it might otherwise be is they're above all the moving averages on the daily chart. And it's not really last week's high that I'm focused on right here. This is the weekly chart. I'm focused on this whole area up here above the 100 period moving average. These pivots, it opens the door for the next set of pivots up here. Not directly, and that's not the reason, but it's a concept of it opens the door for another run higher. So it's less about last week's high, more about this whole area up here, this whole range that they essentially are trying or at least making an attempt to get to the top and potentially break out from. Now, the Q people are on the opposite side of the spectrum. They're 180 degrees in the other way from transports and IWM. They've broken out above last week's high, as has the S&P only finished with a much stronger close, bigger update in terms of where we are in the charts against the S&P. The Q people were up over 2% today, 
S&P was up just over 1%. So a much different kind of day, risk on, buying growth assets type of thing when you're talking about the big tech stocks, the NASDAQ 100. Weekly chart, still a bounce and a downtrend as they all are. 50 period moving average in this pivot high or up next. The pivot high is at 296.88. The 50 period moving average on the weekly is at or above 300. So somewhere in that zone is really the next target that would draw price into it in a bullish scenario. Let's use the Qs to run through a monthly chart real quick and realize while this is a nice healthy up month bouncing off the 50 month moving average, they closed below it one time but held it three other times. This is still a range from a longer term perspective and it's a concept that's not to the penny what I'm drawing. It's a range and a bounce and a downtrend. Start pushing much over 300 over this area over here, which is above 300, and things will change from the look on the chart, certainly on the weekly and others. And you can see here in the S&P monthly chart, they're in a better position on the monthly chart than the Qs, still a bounce and a downtrend until it's not, and also we'd still have to Consider this area atop of a range where the market had a breakdown from, not the first breakdown, but a breakdown from, and then the bottom of the range is the low that was made. It's a wide range. It's a monthly chart. It's nothing we can use on a day-to-day -day basis, but we know it's a good guideline, and then we have a number that we came out with for other reasons, so we know that around that area, 407, 408, maybe even a little higher, is a top of a range. The financials, XLF, above all the moving averages, the financials are not falling apart. They are not above the high from last week, but they're not falling apart above all the moving averages on the daily chart. So we'll just take that at face value. And you can see a theme developing when I flip over to the weekly chart. Again, this area is important. 100 period moving average, former pivot high, pivot high here. This whole area is essentially a breakdown area. They've essentially come back up to run a test in the vicinity, once again, not the first time, not the second time, of a former breakdown area. So guess what? That's not bearish, that's bullish. They keep coming back. They refuse to fall apart. They're testing an important spot. The flip side is start getting back below these moving averages. You change your tune above these moving averages. And certainly, if they get above the 100 period on this weekly chart, then that's going to be the last moving average in the line of defense, close a week above there, and again, you're above all this stuff, and it opens the door for another leg higher. Buying begets buying, panic buying sets in, the squeeze operation slash melt-up operation is on. We don't know this will happen at present, but that's what will happen if they do close above all that stuff. Staying on the weekly, Smash Mouth, we talked about this a number of times. This was a breakup candle. They didn't run a test of the low, but they came down to make an attempt, we'll call it. And they're going higher, releasing energy in the upward direction. Where are they headed? Former pivot highs that were important. The market broke down. Happens to be a 100-period moving average. Same theme. These things are magnetic and as price gets back toward them, it gets pulled into them. The daily chart above this high here, you see what happened today. Comfortable close above it. 
opens a door for other stuff. What's the other stuff? The stuff all the way up here in general terms. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.